We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Good morning. This is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Today, our topic is called It's Cheaper to Keeper with my co-host of Standout Marketing, Eric Yoon. Believe it or not, this is a marketing topic. <laughs> so, Eric, welcome. Okay. Good morning. Hey, Robert. Good morning. Looks like you're, out, so you're outside of in Starbucks, huh? Getting your coffee fix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that place where I just end up coming for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and everybody else. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I got to get some work done, hang out with the family. Yeah. All right. That's good. Was, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Cool. So uh, I know we chatted a little bit about last week uh, about this topic. So you're ready for this one? I am ready. It's going to be right. a good one. So it's cheaper to keep her. I know it sounds like a funny title. I actually got this title um, or this phrase from a uh, friend of mine who's a firefighter. And they, they use this phrase in the, uh, in the firehouse. They say it's cheaper to keep her, meaning that, at least for them, it, meaning that it's cheaper to stay with your stay with their current wife wife than it is to divorce and get remarried. <laughs> it's a lot more expensive to do that. Right? So, so they always say it's cheaper to keep her. Um, so why this applies to marketing is really around the issue of our topic of customer retention. Right. You know, many businesses are in a constant cycle of trying to market for more business. Um, so whether they're paying for consultants like, like you and I, or they have their own marketing department, um, or just even just strictly relying on word of mouth, um, the business is in a constant cycle of trying to get more customers, but they spend very little time in an area that, um, if you just pay a little bit of attention and it doesn't cost a whole lot of money, doesn't cost, doesn't even take a ton of time, um, not compared to trying to get more customers, but if you just spend a little bit of time in customer attention, you'll actually see your sales volume overall grow so that's why it's actually a cheap so when i say it's cheaper to keep her in this context and marketing it's either it's it's actually cheaper to keep your existing customers than to having to pay a lot of time and money and effort into getting new ones because it takes a lot more money uh, not just money even if you're not spending money but just relying on word of mouth or you know doing something there's always something that you have a salesperson going out there there's something that you're doing that's attracting customers uh, it just takes a lot of uh, investment of, of time, money, and um, resources. So uh, just mm-hmm. spending some time into um, keeping the current ones. And even for your current ones, like say for a retailer, since you're in front of Starbucks, um, giving even some of your repeat customers, try to get them to even purchase more per transaction. So instead of just a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. maybe that's why they, they're always asking you, hey, do you want anything to eat? Do you want a pastry or something like that? So even per right. transaction, can you even... Have uh, spend a little bit more money per transaction, even if you already have repeat customers. So yeah. it doesn't. So just a simple act, act of asking them at the point of sale, "Hey, would you want another? Would you like a pastry?" Is everyone going to say yes? No, but you're going to have a percentage of them that do, and that's an incremental sale. That's incremental profits. So mm-hmm. things like that, uh, little tips and tricks around customer retention, um, will pay huge benefits 
in increasing your sales and profits go up over time without having yeah. to constantly go out and get new customers. Yeah. So, so thoughts, Eric? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many um, instances, especially now, like things, ways are changing from services that I use where they're making moves to promote more customer attentions. For example, um, you know, you'll see all types of services where instead of buying a product, they're going into subscription. You know, and so for example, um, I'm a graphic designer and I'm in a media, um, you know, video videographer, and I'm always editing using all the Adobe um, Creative Cloud software. Mm-hmm. And um, about, I would say about, I think it was about four or five years ago. And um, up until four or five years ago, they would sell CDs, right? And then you install mm-hmm. it, and you pay like you know hundreds or or thousand dollars depending on what you get, and um, and you have all that CD, and then you just install it. But now it's all subscription based. Uh, you pay 50 bucks a month and you get access to all the software, you know? And so that encourages customer retention, you know, you mm-hmm. just keep them. Um, also, I mean, you'll see more and more subscription and that's, I think that's something that's so good to do. Like I think every business, if, if possible, should try to find a way where you can find a subscription, you know, whether it's retail or even services, mm-hmm. is there a way you can um, lock people into a subscription and provide them a value for, and giving them incentive to stay on as a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, even with Verizon, that's my phone company. I just found out, I mean, you probably already know, but really nowadays you're not really buying phones. You're almost leasing yeah. them yeah. because uh, when I recently, I just updated iPhone 10 and I didn't know they were doing this, but I still had $344 to pay on my iPhone 7 plus. Yeah. And um, I took it in and they said, Hey, you know, if you just want to upgrade it, we'll forgive the uh, 343 you don't have to pay it off, you know, just upgrade to the next phone. And I'm realizing, Oh, you're just really leasing it. And mm-hmm. kind of, it's like they have me on a subscription and I just update right. a phone every year. But that keeps me at Verizon, right? I don't have to pay the rest of the phone. So, yeah. you know, um, but it's definitely, uh, you know, you'll see, we're seeing more and more of that the moves companies are making. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. And so what I want to start off too, um, before we even get into some of the tips and tricks, but that's good stuff is, you know, for business to start to really analyze, you know, what the retention rates are. And so one of the things that I I do all the time is, is measure like new customers versus, you know, repeat customers. And so like one of my clients several years ago, um, you know, they had basically on average over the last three years, they served 2000 customers a year. Um, it fluctuated a little bit year over year, but on average it was 2000 customers a year. And at the end of the day, it was their, their sales volume was, it was pretty flat. They would get a thousand new ones and they had a thousand repeat ones in general. So half of their customer base was re- servicing repeat ones and the other half were servicing uh, new ones. Mm. But year over year is the same basic ratio. Like I said, it did fluctuate a little bit here and there, but overall it was, it was basically the same thing. So which means you're getting a thousand new customers a year, but yet you don't see an increase the next year and there's no net increase in, in customers, which means you're losing just as many as you're gaining. Right. Mm. So, so when you're looking at that, you know, when you're wondering about, you know, sales are flat, one of the things you got to look at is how many customers are coming back and how many ones are new. And if, Mm -hmm. and if they're flat, you just know that you just don't have enough repeat customers. I mean, that's intuitive, but you want to know the numbers. And so it's very, it'll be very surprising to see when when businesses do this, when it'll be very surprising for them to see how many new ones they are getting all the time, but yet there's no growth in sales. And so that means you're just losing uh, um, as many as you're getting. And then sometimes when sales are going down, it means they're probably losing more than they're actually gaining. So this client um, didn't do any real formal marketing. It was pretty much word of mouth. 
that they're getting the customers. So, you know, they're, they want to hire me to do some marketing campaigns to, to get more customers. And I'm looking at the customer retention saying, well, if we just paid attention to retention, right. it'd be a lot cheaper <laughs> right. and more effective to gain your sales by just focusing on customer retention. Right. Um, That's so good. Because when you do that r- well, that right, um, when yeah. you get that right, now we, let's go spend money and get more customers. Because yeah. then all of a sudden you'll see exponential growth. But if we just spend more money in getting new customers without really thinking about the retention issue, um, then you're just spending more and more money to get more customers. And they're already getting stuff word of mouth. Like most, if, if a business has been around in you know three to five years, they're getting a lot of word of mouth business most likely, right? So mm-hmm. um, first, so that's why I always suggest first thing to look at is your retention rate. Focus on that. And if you, if you just, even if you just, um, change the numbers 10, 20%, it's, it'll be a net growth in, in yeah. sales, right? But yeah. it'll be a lot cheaper than trying to get that extra 10, 20% in new customers. Mm. So, um, so now once you, so you always want to fix, you know, what's, what's not working first and then let's go get some you know, new customers. So, um, yeah, so there's, their volume grew. It was, it grew that, that year when we started to implement and really paid attention to retention. So yeah. now that goes into, you know, what are some of the things we can do? So you talked about maybe depending, especially if you're a service-based business, maybe doing it, uh, turning into some kind of membership or subscription-based. Um, right. That's Or that's retail, you know. Yeah. Think you How, could figure out a way to do, that's the funny thing is like everyone's figuring out a way to do subscription, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it's a service or, or retail or a product or whatever it is, yeah. right? Like they're just figuring out ways to do it. Yeah. It's challenging in a brick and mortar store for for um, subscription, but do you have a, do you have any uh, examples or do you have thoughts about that about how to brick, how, how yeah to, I mean like reward programs I mean that's what restaurants are doing right and mm-hmm. um, I mean that's that's one thing like I go to I'll, when I'm choosing to go to one coffee shop or another if I have a card with stamps on it and I have like three more to go I'll just go back to you know, the one that I have stamps on <laughs> yeah. right and I think that's a good way is just rewarding your customers and so we value you know, that fact that you're a customer and I think just get creative with things like that. Just giving mm-hmm. reasons to walk back in the store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, <clears throat> and the one, one way to start, cause you know, a lot of people are doing that, those rewards, loyalty cards and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the challenges with that is cause everybody's doing it. It gets a little bit tough to, to kind of stand out above the crowd and offer something um, that's a little yeah. different from everybody else. The first, so one of the first things to do is to, well, know your customers, do some customer mm-hmm. surveys and focus groups and find out, what makes them tick? What makes them want to come back and want to come back for more, want to spend a little right. more, all that. So really is your, when you do market research and something like this is you already have your own customer base to research. So I, just ask them mm-hmm. and then you'll come up with something creative just for them. Um, the cool thing about doing the surveys and when you get the responses and to roll out uh, a new, whether it's a new loyalty card program or some, whatever it is you're going to roll out, it's it's all customer generated, which means they're all bought, they're already bought in to the concept because they're the ones that recommended it, mm-hmm. right? So the the um, chances of them really um, stick uh, taking to this the new campaign or this new retention program is going to be very high, obviously, because it really came from your customer's mouth. Yeah. One um, things even as a retailer, um, you know, sometimes retailers. Um, they bring in a lot. They have a lot of Carolina inventory, a lot of different products, and so on and forth. Um, sometimes their their selections are are vast, but maybe it's too vast. So, 
you know, when you're looking at serving your loyal customer, knowing who your loyal customers are, knowing who your repeat customers are, maybe create, offer better selections for your loyal customers Mm -hmm. as a huge variety that appeals to a lot of people, but not necessarily your core. So, for example, for like, say, if you have um, a retailer that sells men's fashions, um, your core customer really likes um, polos as opposed to uh, button-down shirts. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. But so, what if you switch your inventory to more semi uh, your shirt inventory to seventy percent polos and twenty-five percent button-down versus maybe it was fifty-fifty before or or seventy-thirty the other way? Um, right. So when you start to understand who your core audience is and really what they buy. Um, and then change the the inventory mix to 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 appeal to them, and then you'll have a and then create a variety a more variety of polo shirts, right? Right. So if you have a if you have too much variety, you can't you can't have a lot of variety in any one category when you right. when you have um, a lot of variety in different categories. So uh, once you know who your low customers are and say, okay, mm-hmm. this is where we need to focus on what kind of inventory we should carry, and let's carry more varieties in these categories that really uh, appeal to our, our core audience. So right. that's, that's another way. It, it's not subscription-based, but it's another way to really appeal to get your loyal customers to come back. Right. Yeah, another thing when, while you're saying that, I want to point out is how good it is for branding, customer retention, how good it is mm-hmm. for branding, because you know, a lot of times we try to create a brand um, just as, you know, a marketing specialist or whatever yeah. it is. But a lot of times a big part of the brand is, is made up of how your customer interacts with your product mm-hmm. or your service, right. you know? And so for example, if you're doing shirts, right. A lot of your brand is your customer, like mm-hmm. who's wearing it, like what yeah. nationality are they, right? What gender yeah. are they? And so it's really good to solidify a customer base and have repeated customers. So, you know, Oh, what kind of people are buying it? What are they interested mm-hmm. in? Like you were saying, and I think that helps solidify your brand. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I mean, even on Instagram, like people will, will like, um, you know, uh, uh, an Instagram handle that's a clothing company because of this shirt. But really most of the time it's, um, it's because there's a personality behind it, right. Or someone that's interacting with the product. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Maybe we'll t- talk about that next week. I was, we were talk- I was thinking about doing uh, talking about steps, um, the proper steps of a rebrand or branding. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll talk about that next week. What do you think? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, uh, some other things that are just just very simple, uh, especially if you're a service-based business, um, is just a note, a handwritten note of thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's usually an email or something like that. So just even right. a simple hand, and it doesn't have to be long, um, but yeah. even just a simple note of thank you. Um, just totally. So yeah, and like even for me, I mean, most of all my clients are mainly just decision makers. I talk to um, directly and I don't think, I don't know if there's ever a time when I even needed to like tell them, Hey, this is what I do. A lot of times it's just, you know, a month later, I just ask them how they're doing or mm-hmm. just ask them stuff about their family. And then usually, um, you know, a lot of times I'll just come back and say, Oh, by the way, I need something done, you know, with this. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need to check up on them, yeah. you know, and just let them know like, Hey, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a note, a thank Ooh. you. Um, yeah, a phone call, uh, sometimes a text. I mean, I've, I've done yeah. that. I've just texting people I haven't talked in a while. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you gave me uh, a bag of coffee beans. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy, long, expensive, but uh, you know, something too that's is heartfelt and just, hey, just check out my people. Um, right. And that's, that's kind of a lost art, so just checking up on people, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's always a good thing. Um, yeah, so um, any, any other thoughts about customer retention? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, what about uh, other just based on going off of that when we're talking about like a like B two B two B right like marketing and um, besides just the checking up, are there other things that you would recommend doing? Um, yeah, d- depends. Um, you know, depending on the type of business. So, um, you know, what, like what we've been talking about is like more service based, especially if you're dealing with the decision makers and so forth. So, just those those human connections. Um, are huge Mm -hmm. and going back to what I said earlier about knowing your customer Mm -hmm. so if you know a lot of times people give gifts or gift cards or whatever and it's more just kind of generic but if you know your individual customers and say somebody just likes to go to the movies with her his his wife or um, go out to dinner or they like a bottle of wine or um, they like to go to ball games or they like to um, go skiing or they like to garden or, you know, just when you start to get to know them as a person, right? then you can create even customized gifts um, for them. Right. Let them know you understand them. Yeah. And you know them. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, so for service-based businesses, when it's like people like you and I that we're dealing with the decision makers, um, those are some just simple, easy things. But just when you get to know the customer, then you can know what kind of things to, to give to give them or follow up with them on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get into more high volume business, like um, whether it's e-commerce or retailer or so forth, um, that gets a little bit tougher to do very um, personal things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, you can through custom through customer surveys give right. some sense of options of <clears throat> whether it's gifts or some kind of um, um, maybe offerings. So, for if you, have, if you have a retail business, that you can, you know, if if you survey people and you understand that your customers like um, typically like to spend um, in the thirty to fifty dollar range versus the hundred dollar range, and they liked um, X style of clothing versus another one, um, you know, you can create databases now. Mm-hmm. Even if you're using something as simple as Mailchimp. Right, you can create right. segments in your customers, and you can t- you can put down and mark them what their preferences are, and then when you create offers in your eblast campaigns, you can have specific offers that go out to people that like certain issue, uh, certain types of, of, of fashion categories. In, in this case, right. right. So even even when you have mass, uh, when you're dealing with bigger audiences, when you create surveys you can't you can't be totally customized per se but you can create custom categories um, and then mark that in a database and then when you're giving out offers whether it's through postcard flyers or the mailers or whether it's in the email or whatever um, you can designate and, and and give offers specific to the kind of customers in your database that are marked I'm sorry, I'm starting to ramble. <laughs> Hopefully you can follow me. But, you know, when you mark, when you understand what your customer likes, then the offers that go to them are specific right. to based what they've checked off before in their customer survey. So it goes back to what right. I said earlier. When you know your customers, 
um, then you can create some some specific offers, discounts, loyalty, memberships, subscriptions, whatever that fits yeah. to what they like. Yeah, um, that takes a little bit of work, but once you you know because you're you're going to be automating this stuff, once you set it up initially, um, yeah, then it then becomes easier easy. after then. Right. right. So when every time you get a new customer, you start maybe do a quick survey. Hey, what do you like? Mm-hmm. And then based on their their checks, it automatically feeds your database and it puts them in the right category. And then from then mm-hmm. on, every time you're communicating to your customers, if it's something specific, specific offers, then it, it goes to the right people based on what they like. Yeah. Hopefully, how I, do you feel? Hopefully, I summarize you, that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about um, like coupons and you know giving exclusive rates? you know, to, um, to loyal customers and loyal members and things like that? Um, it depends. Like I said, uh, get to know your customer and, you know, depending on what you're selling, um, some don't care about discounts. Mm-hmm. So if you're you know, talking about a retailer and your products are a little bit more on the higher end, um, mm-hmm. let's just say Nordstrom's in general, they don't really have sales. They, I mean, they have the big, you know, half yearly, yearly sales, but in general, they don't have the sales like Macy's and JCPenney's. Yeah, they just opened up a whole new store. <laughs> <laughs> some rack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's certain, um, certain types of retail, certain types of business where, you know, because of your, the clientele and what you're offering, um, you know, discounts may not be the right thing for your brand. Right. Right. So you got to know your customer and knowing what your, what even your brand is. And so you've got to be careful about discounts, but at the end of the day, it goes back to knowing your customers, ask them what they would like. Yeah. Right. Instead of guessing, cause it's, it's very easy for a lot of business to just start doing discounts because mm-hmm. that's the, that's the thing, you know, we talked about pricing before, um, yeah. you know, discounting your price is, is to, to a lot of business thinking, oh, they're going to come back or they're going to do more, more business and all that. That's not necessarily true because if the, mm-hmm. the customer doesn't really care about the discount, but they really care more about the value that you're providing, then, you know, you got to, you got to know that. And that's the stuff that you offer. So um, know your customer before you just do discounts. So, you know, everybody does it. I mean, a lot of people do it and it's kind of like a reflex <clears> thing, <throat> but it's not necessarily the best thing. Right. I don't know if you already said, said this yet, but, um, is there a certain percentage or, or ratio that you would concentrate on uh, customer retention versus getting new customers? Do you like 75, 25 or? Oh, as far as like, you know, if say you had a, your own marketing team or whatever and how much time do you put into it? Yeah. Time resources. I think in general, I think a good 80, 20 rule well, probably depends on the business. So, um, right. you know, like the example I gave earlier with one of my clients, you know, they were already getting a lot of new clients or new customers by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So they don't really need to do a lot of marketing per se to get new customers. Right. So if any, if they're going to do anything marketing wise, like intentionally, it would be on retention mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that, that retention also is another form of marketing to get new customers because when yeah. you're keeping your customers mm-hmm. happy and coming back, the likelihood of them telling word of mouth, right? Telling somebody else, the friends or family about this business is going to be higher and higher, right? right? The more customers that you retain, then the word of mouth actually increases. Cause if they're already getting word of mouth and they're losing a lot of customers anyway, <laughs> right. right. Which means, so if, if which means that if you anything. retain more customers, yeah. <laughs> you're just going to get more word of mouth. Right. Right. So it depends on how you're currently getting a business, but um, it, so it's hard to answer that question specifically. But the first thing you got to do is be very intentional. Now, business has never been intentional about retention. 
then that's the first thing they need to do is spend a lot of time, just dedicate time and resources, switch their focus for a little bit to a lot of marketing for for your customers and say, what do we need to do to retain more customers? Yeah. Right. And to really dedicate and be very intentional about figuring that out. When you figure that out, you're going to, you're going to increase, you're going to have a net increase in customers. And then from there, then they can decide, okay, once they understand, you know, what it takes to to keep their customers, um, then they'll develop a system of a marketing process or retention process to do that. And then, you know, that'll shrink the amount of time they need to do it because once they figure it, you know, the, the bigger, the, the thing that costs the most uh, time is just figuring it out. Right? right. But once you figure it out, then it won't, it's not going to take you as much time day in, day out from that point mm-hmm. on. And then they can start doing more marketing to get more new customers. So at, but yeah. at the end of the day, once they've kind of got that figured out, their retention issue figured out in general, it's probably going to be an 80, 20 thing where 20% of your time is going to be on retention and 80% of your time is getting trying to get new customers because it takes a lot more time and effort to get new ones than it is to retain the old ones. Gotcha. Right? But yeah. that 20% effort in retention pays a lot bigger dividends in sales right. than mm-hmm. trying to get new customers. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's really good. I really like what you said about if your main marketing has been word of mouth, that's what's been working, then if you focus more on customer retention, then you're automatically... Um, doing more marketing too because more attention means a little more word of mouth yeah it's really good and that's what's been working for me too um it's always been it's really been word of mouth and um every connection um like every connection like opens the door to a new connector kind of grows exponentially in that way yeah and also a lot of people think you know they, they always say oh i don't i don't do any marketing you know it's all word of mouth i said well that's still marketing and so yeah. you're doing you're doing something that right, triggers right. that word of mouth yeah <laughs> And yeah, so, and like it's so good that you say it because a lot of people just do the marketing the way everyone does it just because that's how everyone does it but so good to like you were saying just to know what's working and then i just feed what's working and like that mm-hmm. can be customer retention and so that's just so good yeah exactly. Yeah, I know there's I mean, a lot of people you probably work with that are marketing in a way where they're shooting themselves in the foot maybe they're even yeah. losing money <laughs> the way <laughs> they're doing it yeah. so exactly so you know my approach to to marketing is figuring out what's already working now with the business mm-hmm. and let's improve upon that right we don't need to you don't need to introduce something new if you don't need to right right unless mm-hmm. unless there's not getting any customers <laughs> but, yeah. but if they're already getting a flow of new customers anyway um mm-hmm. figure out what's causing that and mm-hmm. let's just amplify that let's just put a little more juice behind behind that to to make it right. work a little bit better um so yeah so this is good um this is really good yeah any Hopefully any last parting thoughts no, this is great yeah just some things i'm gonna think on these things and yeah this is just really helpful for me all right cool good stuff. so yeah well I'll look forward to next week man. we'll talk about some branding you know key steps in branding awesome <laughs> <laughs> so all right thanks again eric for joining me and and thanks everyone for listening to the purpose and profitability podcast if you have a business question or topic that you'd like to hear more about or, Email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com. Or just go to the Facebook page, especially if you're listening on Facebook Live, then that means you're already on the Facebook page. Um, Purpose and Profitability uh, Facebook page, that is. Um, Go ahead and just type in your question or comment or what you'd like to hear more about in future broadcast. We will answer your questions too. So tune in next week as we go live again. And thanks again for listening. This is Robert Fakui. And remember purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless. See you next week. 
Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.